Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Five, four, three, two, one. There is another world that awaits far beyond what we can see and feel. A place that's anything but ordinary. Somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Yeah, Bigfoot. Hello from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I'm Jeremy Scott. It is so good to be with you across the USA yet again this week. I always love having you with us. I hope you love being with us just as much. And tonight on the program... As uh, mentioned, Bigfoot, it's been a little bit of uh, time since we've done a show about Bigfoot. We used to do a couple of broadcasts from Bigfoot fests. Uh, One won't have us back because they got a new person in charge there. Uh, And the other one went out of business. So we're officially looking for Bigfoot fests that are in the Pacific Northwest, or as we branch out across the USA, coming to a radio affiliate near you, uh, we will be making the rounds, at least that is the plan, finding Bigfoot and UFO and ghosts and whatever else festivals or cons. We want to come there. We want to do the show there. We want to be with the people. There's just something about Bigfoot or Sasquatch that for decades people have reportedly seen. And of course, for just as long there has been the debate over that, what these people are experiencing. Is it a Bigfoot? Is it a Sasquatch? What is it? I mean, there are a variety of... Uh, of names for uh, a creature as, as, was, as what we're discussing. And it really just depends, um, you know, what region 
you happen to be in. The Bigfoot Field Research Organization defines the phenomenon that we're going to be discussing tonight as this. What are the undisputed facts about the Bigfoot Sasquatch mystery? They say it is a fact for more than 400 years people have reported seeing large hair-covered man-like animals in the wilderness uh, wilderness areas of North America. It is a fact that sightings of these animals continue today. Real or not, these reports are often made by people of unimpeachable character. It is a fact that for over 70 years, people have been finding, photographing, and casting sets of very large human-shaped tracks. Most are often uh, are discovered by chance in remote areas. These tracks continue to be found to this day. It is a fact that the cultural histories of many Native American and First Nation peoples include stories and beliefs about non-human peoples of the wild. Many of these descriptions bear a striking resemblance to the hairy man-like creatures reported today. These are some of the facts. There is, however, much disagreement as to what these facts mean. To many, these facts taken together suggest the presence of an animal, probably a primate, that exists today in very low population densities. If true, this species, having likely evolved alongside humans, became astonishingly adept at avoiding human contact through a process of natural selection. To others, these same facts point to a cultural phenomenon kept alive today through a combination of the misidentification of known animals, wishful thinking, and the deliberate fabrication of evidence. The BRFO and its members take the former view. I thought that was really uh, a great way in, in summing, up, uh, summing up what it is that we're dealing with. Uh, Washington State, which I am just in the, in the background of, I could run a few miles and I'd be in Washington State. And Washington State, according to the BRFO, is the number one state in which Bigfoot sightings have been reported, followed by California. But it still remains. Is this something more, uh, as I stated, more than just an elusive primate? Um, For instance, there was a recent study that came out that I'm sure my guest tonight will probably have an opinion on. And we've actually got this story up at parabnormalradio.com posted February 15th, that says, Could data solve the Bigfoot mystery? And the the long and the short of of this is uh, it was was broken down to data. That data involving the U.S. and Canada, human population, forest cover, presence of other wildlife, all thrown into a formula, and... This researcher who we've you know tried to get on the program, we've offered him the opportunity to come on and talk about this because I think it's fascinating. But uh, he found that many Bigfoot sightings in these clusters uh, occur then in places where there are little or no bears. So, of course, we know that there are many dissimilarities between a Sasquatch and a Bigfoot versus a bear, particularly the fact that 
Bears usually walk on all fours, but will stand on their hind legs. While it appears that the Bigfoot, its most comfortable position is like us, Homo sapiens, on two feet uh, with with swinging arms. So uh, a very interesting uh, thought as far as I'm concerned on whether you could use mathematics in order to solve this mystery, but, you know, it doesn't uh, factor in the documented differences, as I said, between those species. There's also other theories as far as, well, if this is not a flesh and blood, if this is not an elusive primate and it's not flesh and blood, maybe this is something that you only encounter when you're on their level spiritually. Uh, I'm being serious here, friends. Uh, Maybe you have to be on their level. Of course, I've talked about portals before and, uh, you know, as as a reason that maybe that's why everybody doesn't have an encounter. Uh, Maybe these encounters only exist when they enter or uh, from from their reality to ours or when we jump into a portal. Now, I I get it. There's a. Uh, a percentage of this audience who's saying, you know, this this is just absolutely crazy. What do you mean? What do you mean about portals? What do you mean about alternate realities? What do you mean about these other dimensions? These things these things aren't real, are they? Well, on Into the Parabnormal, our goal is to not only entertain you, but get you to think and get you to wonder... What is around us? What is going on? What are people encountering? What have they been encountering for more than 400 years? Tonight's guests, they're all featured in the new film, Spiritual Bigfoot. First, we welcome Alan McGargle, who's an award-winning filmmaker and director, paranormal investigator, and Bigfoot researcher. Alan currently co-stars in the Paranormal Adventure series, Trails to the Unknown. He began conducting Bigfoot investigations with the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization in his home state of Ohio over a decade ago. And now residing in Colorado, Alan utilizes his experiences to push the boundaries of Bigfoot research in his search for answers. Alan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Jeremy. Great to be here. Great to talk to you again. I appreciate you being here. It's good to talk with you as well. We were at Squatch Fest the last time we got together in 2021. That was the pandemic rebound uh, edition. I was looking at those numbers from BFRO before the program tonight, and right after Washington, which is just to the north of me, and California, which is just to the south of me, is a state known as Ohio, which is where you come from, uh, also exactly. known as Bigfoot country, huh? Yeah, that's where I got my start doing this. Uh, I came up through the ranks in the BFRO. Um, they they trained me, and I, I worked with all the, the guys in Ohio there, and that's sort of where I cut my teeth on on all things Bigfoot and, and learned about uh, how you do things and what to expect. And uh, I've kind of taken that and and gone in sort of my own direction, but uh, it really wasn't mm-hmm. uh, my choice to go in that direction. That's just the direction it, it took me. You were you were led there uh, in in some capacity. 
Yeah, for sure. The um, the experiences I I was having did not fit the mold of what I was looking for. So um, we kind of had to expand my horizons a little bit and and start looking at things a little bit differently. And it wasn't until I started doing that that I started having what I would call these contact experiences where we have close encounter um, interactions with some unseen beings. Mm-hmm. I think it would be safe to say that you are more than a believer in Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a twenty, what was it now? Twenty sixteen. I, I filmed a movie called The Back Eighty, uh, where uh, a woman Suzanne had a Bigfoot sighting, and that was the the first time I really came to the conclusion that um, I believe her, and and something is out there. And she proposed uh, to me that uh, it's there. So now what, where do we go from here? Uh, And that's just been ringing in my ear, in my ear and in my head ever since. That's a good question. Where do we go from here? Uh, A lot of my colleagues have, you know, I talk to them now and like, Oh, we found more footprints and they're they're sort of doing the same thing that we were doing 10 years ago. And and I'm trying to, uh, you know, move the needle a little bit. I'm trying to take into account a lot of the things that people normally throw out when it comes to Bigfoot encounters, I saw a big creature and then something else happened, but I don't want to talk about that something else. So I'm here to talk about that something else. And people across the country have been very receptive to this. Um, they've been opening up to, to not just me, but they've been receptive to the, the kinds of investigations that I'm doing. Uh, and I'm really encouraged by that. And for me, it's been, uh, it's been life-changing in a way. It's, it's really allowed me to um, just sort of open my mind and just take in whatever I'm given. Um, without any bias. So I've got to ask, have you seen Bigfoot or what you believe to be this creature? Well, I can, I can finally say that. Yes. After, uh, 13 and a half years of looking, um, in November of last year on your first time going out. (laughs) No, no. My first time out in the woods at night was about five minutes because it scared the crap out of me. So that's the first thing you have to do is, is get over being scared, which that's, that's the hardest part. You gotta, you gotta put that beside you. All right, hold that thought. We're going to get uh can further unravel our program tonight. Uh the film that Alan McGargle is in is called Spiritual Bigfoot. He'll tell us more about that and about where we can stream it on the program tonight. If you have an encounter, if you've seen this, believe you've seen it or if you think it's bunk, let's hear from you. 503-506-0396 inside North America or Canada and everywhere else at ITP51. We're just getting going tonight. Don't go anywhere. Into the Paranormal. This is not something you see on the first time out in the woods or on the 10th time or maybe even on the 50th time. It's something that uh, maybe some don't see within a lifetime. We're talking with Alan McGargle, seen in Spiritual Bigfoot. So, Alan, you finally believe that you saw whatever we're talking about, uh, where was that, and uh, what gave you the idea uh, that you saw this thing? 
Well, as as with a lot of these things, I've come to realize that it's never what I expect. Um, uh, pretty much every time we go out with a purpose and something unexpected happens. So this was uh, in a place called Bradshaw Ranch in uh, Sedona, Arizona, back in the early part of November 2022. Um, we were basically conducting a paranormal investigation inside the the old uh, adobe building that's there. And um, during that investigation, I... I looked out the window and it was, it was just there, just staring at me out the window. But what was unique about it is, um, as I tried to process what I was seeing, um, because it, it, it didn't look like what you hear. It was very uh, blocky and it was very wide and it wasn't as tall as it should have been. So I was sort of confused by what I was seeing. Um, and then it, 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 it moved very awkwardly, uh, um, kind of to the left and to the right, and then eventually it disappeared. But I, I, I stared at it for probably close to two minutes. Uh, and then when we were, we were leaving and I was sort of talking about everything in the car, the, the, uh, the local guy that lives there in, in Arizona that took us there, um, I was talking to him and explained to him what I saw. And he's like, well, have you seen my photo? So he showed me this picture that he had taken just outside of the building where I saw it. And it was this uh, hunched over giant hairy creature uh, and I said to him, that's exactly what I just saw. So um, it was confirmation that 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 thing is out there in that area. So that was my uh, my visual. All right. I would like to continue to work around our table this evening and welcome our next guest, uh, Tom Powell, a retired science teacher and experienced public speaker who articulates the relevance and the limitations of the scientific method as it pertains to the Sasquatch mystery. His first book, The Locals, revolutionized Bigfoot research, introducing many new and once radical ideas. Tom also suggests similarities and connections between the Sasquatch phenomenon and other paranormal subjects. Tom Powell, welcome into the Parabnormal. Pleasure to be here, Jeremy. It's good to have you here. What uh, do you have to say about what you've heard so far on the program tonight? Well, I, I think Alan hit the nail right on the head, just as far as, A, his background, uh, you know, growing uh professionally through an organization like BFRO and then eventually deciding that uh you know you have to uh think outside the box and and that there are there is a, a even in something that's controversial and paranormal there is sort of a dominant paradigm and there's a tendency to fall in line with that uh, because you get some affirmation from it. But uh, eventually, if you stay with this subject and, and probably other ones like it, you eventually uh, realize that uh, there really is something else going on. Like Alan said, uh, you, you go out expecting or hoping for one thing, and and it never quite goes that way. So then you start to suspect that... Uh, you're dealing with a uh, phenomenon that is much more intelligent than we are. All right, hold that thought, Tom Powell, an intelligent species. We will dive more down that off that uh, diving board into the deep end tonight on Into the Parabnormal. I'm Jeremy Scott, Alan McGargle, and Tom Powell with us. And uh, we've got more to come with you.
paranormal news. Sky watchers are getting quite the show with a conjunction of several planets. The moon passed Mars by just one degree on Monday, appearing to cover the red planet in some parts of the world. This comes just days after Venus, Jupiter, and the moon aligned perfectly in the night sky to offer a clear straight shot of all three. Now Jupiter and Venus are getting the attention. They've been moving closer to each other over the past few weeks. Jim Fahey with the Astronomical Society of Nevada tells 8 News now this is not something that happens often. 2016 was the last time that this happened, so that's seven years ago. Uh, astronomically, that's just a blink of an eye. NASA says two of the brightest planets in the solar system will be in alignment through Wednesday when they'll be at their closest of less than half degree apart about an hour and a half after sunset. I'm George Henry, Paranormal News. I honestly can't even comprehend what I saw last night. It just feels creepy. It's been coming here for years. And I saw some trees shaking, and then I really looked and I could see the silhouettes. Definitely feel like I'm somewhere not supposed to be. I feel like something's watching me. Shedding light on everything the lamestream media doesn't want you to know about. And everything else, they don't care to investigate. You're traveling with Jeremy Scott into the Parabnormal. Back to our conversation. My guests at this point, Alan McGargle and Tom Powell. Uh, Spiritual Bigfoot is the film that they're involved in, and we'll find out more about that and where you can stream it. Uh, back to Tom, who was talking, uh, making an introductory statement, then we had to hit our mandatory break, uh, talking about this species uh, being much more intelligent uh, what than, than, than you and I, I'm guessing, Tom. Please continue. Well, it almost appears as if they're uh, our tricksters in a way. Um, as Alan mentioned, you know, everything happens unexpectedly, but it also seems that, uh, if you attempt to do certain, uh, documenting strategies, cameras and, and microphones that they're aware of how they work, they can either disable them or even, um, sort of deliver confounding uh, uh, data, you know, that the camera image is as blurry as everybody knows. That's kind of the running joke with Bigfoot, but um, it, it may be that they are indeed capable of interfering with a lot of our electronics, maybe all of them. Next, I would like to welcome Dr. Rebecca Foster into our conversation tonight. She earned her PhD in health sciences with a focus in healthcare administration. Taught as a professor at Indiana University for almost 10 years and has served as a spiritual medium, using her gift as a tool for God and spirit to work through her like a channel or conduit. Dr. Foster also works to guide others and share her gift as well. Uh, Interested in your perspective and welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Um, Sure. You know, I, I agree both with Alan and Tom. I, um, 
I believe that Bigfoot is a flesh and blood creature. However, I also believe that it is at such a higher frequency and a higher knowledge that it's able to actually move through interdimensionally as I've seen it just whisk across the ground without even moving or seem to be moving. No noise, nothing. But they're also very telepathic and very capable of mind speak between the people. They also seem to, I would call it, tag you. So once you have an experience with them, they're very capable of constant communication with you just as if you were to sit and think of someone it's pretty amazing you would agree with the intelligence of the species as well absolutely you know what when i go into the woods the first thing i do is hold my hands up and show them my waistband my hands and i have no phone no camera i have no recording equipment I make sure they know that I'm not there to put them in jeopardy of any kind, just to simply have that experience with them. I'm wondering in your capacity as as a medium uh, and through channeling, are you able to uh, communicate, I guess maybe is the word, with this species unlike someone who doesn't realize they have the same gift as you do? Absolutely. Before. Before I actually had experienced them in person, I just knew they had existed. I had previously had in-person, first-hand account experience with alien life force and UFOs, and I was very young. So this was just something. And I've also seen firsthand right in front of me a troop of trolls, like just constant. It was a constant thing. And how could a Bigfoot be any different if they're interdimensional and moving in and out of things? Why couldn't a Bigfoot? So the first time that I ever actually communicated with them was through someone. So let's say you personally have experienced Bigfoot face-to-face. I would be able to find you and then locate them through you. Because like I said, they tag you. And... That was my first experience communicating with remotely viewing and telepathically speaking with Bigfoot was through someone else. And then I went and actually experienced them in person. And by the off chance, it was Ohio. (laughs) So what uh, what brings all three of of you together? So, Jeremy, uh, that's. This process started out um, in 2019 with my uh, father-in-law, uh, Ron Meyer, who uh, who is doing some of the filming on this through his production company. And we uh, we hooked up with Tom Powell, um, and, and he took us to the Owl Moon Lab with Tobe Johnson. Uh, and that's sort of how that all started. I met Tom years ago at the Ohio Bigfoot Conference, and, and, and from that, he sort of became uh, Ron and I's mentor. <laughs> Uh, the ideas that Tom presented were right in line with what we were experiencing. And, and, and he sort of uh, fed us information that, that kept us going. And then um, eventually uh, I ended up at Phenomicon last year in uh, Vernal, Utah. And, and by chance, uh, uh, Dr. Foster was there and uh, I didn't expect to uh, hit it off with her, but, but I did. <laughs> she would, she would, uh, you know, do a reading and, and an interview with me for the spiritual Bigfoot film, which had been in production at that point. 
uh, and she agreed and, and it just fits so well. Um, the, yeah. the, the film um, itself came about from a collaboration of all these experiences that we were recording for uh, the film, the Bigfoot alien connection revealed. And then a couple projects after that. And these were sort of um, some experiences that were, were used in there, but kind of glossed over. And a lot of it was with the cutting room floor stuff. And this is kind of the stuff that um, I felt a little weird about putting out there. Um, but the more I talked to people, the more I realized that I needed to take those off the floor and put them together and show people the truth. The other big difference that that last production had is it put you in front of the camera, Alan, for the first time. You were kind of the cameraman, not the host. And I was always saying to Ron, your father-in-law, we got to get Alan in front of the camera. He's got it going on. And so that uh, is what's great about that one. Awesome. Uh, appreciate that. So, uh, do you then all believe that uh, in order to have an encounter, because not everybody has an encounter, uh, and as we know, it takes an awful long time to to have an encounter if you're if you're lucky enough to. Do you feel that you have to be on a certain level with them in order to have that one? Go ahead, Doctor Foster. It's very possible that you have to at least be slightly enlightened. However, I don't think that's a requirement. I actually believe a lot of it is the openness that you might just have to seeing them. But again, there are other people who are just simply walking through the woods and there's a Squatch standing there getting a drink. I think that we do catch them off guard once in a while but for the most part they know when you are in their living room they know when you are around and they already have eyes on you watching you making sure that you're not coming too close to the family making sure you're not going to do anything to where they live and i think that for myself it might be different than someone else that is a non-believer that goes out if you are open-minded to it i believe that you have a better chance tom how do you uh, feel uh, about that that you have to be on a certain level with them in order to have an encounter well i think dr foster said it correctly it, it's not a prerequisite because we know that there's people who are just driving down the road, minding their own business, and all of a sudden they see something that they never thought existed. So there is a degree of randomness. But after puzzling over so many of these stories and the fact that they end up in my lap and, and influencing my point of view, I, I think you have to get back to this possibility that they know that you're researching them Mm -hmm. And yes. then, you know, as Dr. Foster said, then they start researching you back. <laughs> you're on their <laughs> list. And, and and once you're on their list, it, good luck getting off. Um, they, yes. they know where you live. <laughs> yes. And and they they will come. They will follow you home. <laughs> you're right. Uh, you're right. Absolutely right. I'm sorry. I just have to, since we're not visual, I had to express that you're 100% correct. I agree too, Tom. I've had, I've had them follow me home as well. 
so what happens with researchers a lot of times is all of a sudden the side of their house is getting banged in the middle of the night, and in some cases they're in a freaking neighborhood. And so obviously the things have the ability to move through neighborhoods uh, and not be seen. So it 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 does seem that at least with the grown-ups, I think the juveniles are probably a lot less capable, but and and that's why they're so vulnerable. But when once they become all grown up and and uh, you know, then they they can be in a room and not be seen. Mm-hmm. So or see into the room at least without well, you being too. aware that. Yeah. Well, speaking now, of about- the. Uh- of the cloaking, sorry to interrupt, Tom, but speaking of the cloaking, Dr. Foster, I'm wondering then if they have the ability to influence, uh, you know, a certain, say, location without actually physically being there. I, that's possible. It, there, anything is possible if we're talking interdimensionally, if we're talking 4D and 5D. I know that one of the aspects of I, that I believe also is all the vibration and the frequency that we are functioning at. And as humans, for the most part, we're dealing on a lower frequency for in general. But when you get into a higher meditative state, when you increase your, your frequency, then all of a sudden, not only Bigfoot, but also the Fae and trolls, aliens, all of these things that are dealing in dimensions and and let's just say a vortex of some kind become very apparent because they're standing right in front of you. A lot of the times we just don't see them because we're not on that vibrational frequency. Uh, Interesting way of, of looking at it. Um, So uh, wow. I I don't really know where, how to follow that up uh, except uh, that if, if, if we believe that they are flesh, and blood, uh, because it mm-hmm. does sound like uh, like you all do agree on that. Um, why has there not been uh, a body found? I mean, that's the the number one question that the skeptics like to ask. Well, I, I guess you, you don't know that there isn't a body found. Whose job is it to tell you if one is recovered? Um, it would certainly be something that would be quite likely go into. Uh, you know, the world of cloak and dagger stuff because, um, you know, kind of like the UFO subject, uh, maybe they, they're they aware that there's there's more there than you, you're supposed to know, especially if they are, uh, if they do have the ability to uh, cross-dimensionality and things, which I I do agree that they, there's a lot of that going on. There are people who have seen them dissolve right in front of their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and no drugs involved. <laughs> so yeah, no um, uh, Hold that thought. We we have now our full panel assembled on the program tonight. Uh, we have Alan McGargle and Tom Powell and Dr. Rebecca Foster with us, and we've got more than an hour left with them. I'm looking forward to this conversation that will continue uh, after we take uh, this short time out. Uh, our phone number for those uh, in North America or Canada who want to join is 503-506-0396. And international or callers anywhere else, uh, including U.S. and Canada, you can call as well, ITP51. Into the paranormal. Paranormal. 
This is Into the Paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott across the USA. I want to get right back to uh, Dr. Rebecca Foster, uh, who was uh, responding to uh, the comment about these beings being able to, uh, as Tom put them, dissolve. Uh, Have you seen this personally or heard about this? I've heard about it, yes. And uh, actually, there has been footage caught and one of them, namely, the, the there's the show Expedition Bigfoot. Many people have probably watched it. On the first season, I believe it was the first season, they had a heat signature running through a field just disappear. It was a huge signature. So to address the fact that it's possible that they disappear, yes, through portals, very possibly. But then also, for people to just look at things on a regular level, We know that bears exist and deer exist. We know squirrels and birds. But you can walk through the woods all day and not find a skeleton all day. Yeah, these these animals are scavengers. So if there were uh, one left behind, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, healthy meat left on the bone. Catch my drift. Yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. Well, that answers um, that answers partially why nobody. Very possibly, um, but also you're you're correct as far as if something does just die, the fact that other scavengers are around, you see just where coyotes are existing, and in if a deer falls down dead, you're going to see this the skull here, the torso here, legs here. So they're dispersed as well. They're going to drag that where where they can eat it safely, privately, quietly. And that's probably why a full skeleton hasn't just been located. It, it, there's debris, leaves, trees. And every fall, if you walk through the woods in Ohio and Allen, I'll agree to this, that you're walking through a lot of underbrush. Oh, yeah. Well, beyond beyond that, I think it has to be remembered that when a person drops dead, we don't just keep on going with our lives and leave them lying there in the ditch. And and neither do the Sasquatch. Um, They bury their dead. Um, they do. They treat their dead with, with tremendous respect, and it's maybe even thought that they live very long times. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have been shown what um, gentleman in Ohio, Ron Lewis, insisted was a Sasquatch grave, and he made me promise to never mess with it because they did mess with it, thinking that they were going to produce the much sought after bones and and it did not end well for them (laughs) they had uh they were both visited in on the same night in the middle of the night by an entity in their bedroom that said put my grave back and they called each other at 4 30 in the morning and said uh we have to put that grave back and uh and the other ron's uh, buddy said I know <laughs> I had the same thing happen. And, uh, and so, um, you know, they're, they're very powerful mm-hmm. beings, even in death. And, uh, but there are probably places where they are buried, but, but they, you're, you're not going to find one dead in the ditch of natural causes, whether or not no. it's possible for someone to shoot one dead. I, I'm not sure, but even that 
you know, it's kind of like the skinwalker. People say, I, I know I hit it, but it just looked at me like, what'd you do that for? And it walked away. I'm, I'm aware of, uh, of accounts that, that um, support that view as well. Interesting. You mentioned, uh, you know, caring for their own, uh, you know, de- uh, or, or getting rid of, of the body. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing there would probably be some rituals associated with a ceremony of that kind. I should think death. so. Yeah, I mean, they're they're humans times ten in terms of sensitivities, and so um, certainly they're uh, they're going to revere the dead, and they're going to object to any. Uh, uh, effort or attempt to um, disinter remains that's uh, uh, seen as, you know, highly disrespectful. Uh, Great first hour, and we've got another one to come. Talking with uh, Tom Powell right there, joined by Dr. Rebecca Foster and by Alan McGargle. Check out the movie Spiritual Bigfoot on your streaming platforms. Don't go away. We've got more to come. Thank you for making Into the Paranormal the number one podcast on TalkStream Live's Paranormal Radio app. Coming through your speakers into the pair of normal. Definitely want to watch your step, especially when you're headed into the paranormal across the USA. I am Jeremy Scott of the USA Audio Network. My guests tonight, Alan McGargle, Tom Powell, and Dr. Rebecca Foster, the film Spiritual Bigfoot. Uh, for those who are just joining, they might be wondering about the spiritual aspect of uh, this Bigfoot conversation. So, Alan, why don't you tell us where that comes in? Sure. It's a little longer of a story, but I'll make it as quick as I can here. Um, as as I was um, doing my Bigfoot filming, uh, documentary filming and, and investigations, I began to have these experiences, um, close encounter experiences. Um, not much of a visual component, but uh, rocks being thrown, things like that. Uh, and as these experiences, the, the more I started to, to dig into this, the more investigating I was doing, the more experiences I was having. Um, as Tom alluded to early in the program, um, when you study them, they start to study you, and that's what it started to feel like. Uh, and it became apparent to me that at some point um, I was getting so far, but never past that point. So I would have these encounters, but never quite get to where I wanted to go. So Tom suggested using uh, mediums, um, not so much to communicate with Bigfoot, but more 
um, to help me sort of get out of my own way and to open my mind to these experiences. Um, and it worked. The first um, real breakthrough that I had uh, was at Tom's property with uh, a medium um, named Tish Paquette that's uh, featured in the film. Uh, and, and it just sort of went from there. And uh, that's what Spiritual Bigfoot is, is about. It's about the, the, the exploration um, of Bigfoot through other means, such as uh, feeling a, a sense of felt presence and, and things like that. And the connection that I, I seem to be able to have with these beings is uh, sort of on an emotional level. Uh, and the experiences that I had were very personal um, and the film is very personal uh, and they very much felt like they were for me and they were very positive experiences. Um, so I sort of came up with the term spiritual Bigfoot because that's kind of what it felt like. You can sort of um, have these contact experiences with these beings almost in, in the way that you would um, uh, pray or something like that, more, more sort of religious based, but it's that kind of um, experience that I was having uh, time and time again. You mentioned uh, running out of the woods in in previous, uh, you know, when you we were first going out um, because it terrified you, and then obviously you became uh, a little bit more comfortable with with being out there. You, you you know, you can be out there for for longer periods of time. It, it sounds like, and it, and sure. what it also sounds like is that these beings uh, knew that I guess you could handle this, and in order to get your attention. Um, they had to do something physical, such as you know throwing rocks to get your attention, in order then to uh, communicate on a spiritual level. Um, you're so- you're exactly right, Jeremy. The 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 beginning of this whole process, and I didn't even really realize it at the time, but looking back on it, was getting rid of that fear. If you go in there and you're scared, you're going to have a bad experience. But once you get comfortable, and this is just my experience, I know other people have had uh, their own experiences, but for me, if if I go in there with my pos- positive intention and I'm not afraid, um, they do seem to come up to me and, and they are. They're definitely trying to get my attention. So I'm at the point now, um, the journey that I'm on now has, has gone beyond um, what's even featured in Spiritual Bigfoot. This is an ongoing thing. And I'm really about trying to figure out, um, you know, what is it that we're doing here, that there's an interaction between them. Mm-hmm. Um, Where is this going and, and how is that? Um, how are we helping each other? Uh, and I don't quite have that figured out yet, but, but people like um, Dr. Becker Foster and, and some others along the way have been helping me try to unravel that. Well, I'm interested then, uh, because it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, which when you ha- I was alluding to, do you have to be on their level? It does kind of sound like you have to be in a certain frame of mind. Yeah, and that's the part that's been really hard for me because that's, that's not me. Uh, you know, I, I was the BFRO guy. I was the guy in camo. <laughs> when you heard a tree knock, you went running into the woods. I mean, that was me. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's been a hard transition to mm-hmm. uh, kind of pull myself back and and just let things happen. Um, and 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 that's that's been the most the most difficult part for sure. Mm. Doctor Foster and and Tom as well. Have you seen Alan go through some of these changes? Go ahead, Rebecca. Well, me personally, I think being that I've just met at the time that we started discussing it prior to Spiritual Bigfoot coming out, it was kind of fluky that how it it was almost like we were (laughs) brought together as a matter of fact. It was really odd. And so 
for myself, I think my understanding where Alan is concerned is as growth is, is all in the way the energy is exuded in the potential for so much more that I think hasn't even scraped the surface of what is possible or what they are planning on showing him. It's almost as if it's like been baby steps from what I communicated back and forth with him in the beginning to watching the film and to understanding where he's going with it. I think the moment that you submit to them that you are not out to gain anything from them other than an understanding or a form of peace, that they're they're very willing teachers. And as a matter of fact, a friend of mine just tonight who I was telling about a very interdimensional experience, he said, well, and this is very poignant that most of these guys are very friendly They're They want to understand us and vice versa. But then of course there's always yin for yang. So you're going to be dealing also, I don't know how I got off on this little choo-choo train, but there's also the yin and yang. So I, I guess I haven't exactly encountered any of the aspects of things of, of these Bigfoot that could potentially be dangerous, but it also begs the I guess the theory or the thought that the those that are willing to communicate might be more of a higher spiritual aspect compared to those that will wander out in front of your car in the middle of the night. They're more belligerent, maybe. You mentioned them being teachers. So what have you learned through these interactions? Be, it's almost that like Avatar. There is this, when you walk through the woods and you are out seeking them, you go into a different mind frame and, and, and you are part of the forest. You're part of the, you can, you can hold your hand under a tree and you can ask the tree to pass the message on that you're there. And those trees will touch you and they will bend for you. And you become part of the environment and you stand it's an it's a highly emotional experience if you have ever had it highly emotional it is and for for me it's uh it's sort of um opened up i guess a peace within me um i have a, a calm that i've never had before and mm-hmm. and for me it's it's sort of and I and I kind of liken this whole journey to uh i was looking for bigfoot and i kind of found myself along the way and it's true um, a lot of what I'm discovering is things about me that I didn't even realize, um, things about how I can be a better person. And, and just it's it's weird and uh, totally unexpected, but um, it makes you feel different. Mm-hmm. It does. And, uh, Tom, uh, weigh in on this, please. Well, um, there's another way of describing it other than spiritual Bigfoot, there's a guy, Ron Moorhead, who talks about the quantum Bigfoot. And, um, but it, it basically gets at the same idea that um, they know you're there. They know you're researching them. And it's a lot like quantum physics where they, this, there's mm-hmm. this thing called the Heisenberg uncertainty principle where you, you can't predict the speed and the direction of a subatomic particle. But then they had this double slit experiment that showed that your watching changes their behavior, that even mm-hmm. a subatomic particle is aware that you're watching it. 
and it and it manifests different behavior. This is very much the case when one tries to study the Sasquatch is that your being there changes the landscape and uh, they know you're there. And so many of the, of the things that happen are in some way done toward you, maybe for your benefit or maybe to further confuse you. We're never quite sure. But, but I think that also ex- explains why some of these seemingly random sightings come your way that change your point of view. And it, and it may be that the sightings aren't random, that the creatures are so perceptive that they know that them performing in front of a third party is going to get back to you, the researcher, and, and change your point of view. It's a pretty arrogant thought you know, because then it's like, no, they can't just be performing for me. It's like, well, maybe they're throwing you a bone here and there and inviting you to change your perspective by um, giving you just enough information to sort of invite you to connect a few dots that you never saw a connection between before. Yeah, very, very interesting way of looking at it. Um, So... Alan, what were the main uh, changes that you noticed yourself uh, going through um, after you, you know, had this spiritual encounter, so to speak? Yeah, well, to to kind of get into the the encounter a little bit, just to put some perspective to it, was um, I was doing a meditation with a medium uh, on Tom's property. Um, I I heard um, the proverbial, you know bipedal footsteps um they came up behind me up to my right shoulder about six feet from me um i I kept my eyes closed uh, and then i felt this uh, swirl of energy in my chest very warm feeling very strong and it swirled around um and almost danced in my chest Uh, and then it sort of went away and uh, when i opened my eyes the the whole woods had a like a gray white glow to it even though it was at night uh, and obviously I, I turned and looked over my shoulder and there was nothing there. So whatever came in close to me um, didn't leave the way it came in. It didn't leave by foot. Um, so so that's sort of where it started. And, and I realized that I could sort of feel internally um, the energy. Uh, and now I, I can I can feel energy of, of other things, of, of people, of, you know, sort of open that um, mm-hmm. what you kind of experience or or you see the illusion now you can't unsee it and it's true and i and i and i feel um more connected to i guess not just the earth but the the whole universe in general mhm well it sounds like uh it would be good if that rubbed off on on the rest of us um we'll take well that's what i'm trying to do you know i'm trying to share that experience and let people know like you 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 can do this and it's it's not a monster in the woods that you need to be scared of. Um, it does offer um, things to you in a positive way. All right, hold that thought. Alan McGargle, Tom Powell, and Dr. Rebecca Foster with us tonight. I'm Jeremy Scott, and we shall continue in just a few moments. Into the Paranormal. Into the Paranormal with Jeremy Scott continues across the USA. 
interested if you've seen Bigfoot, if you have a thought on what this is. Uh, We've got uh, plenty more that we'll throw at our guests tonight. I'm interested in what they might think about the comparison to bears, which is a a very common uh, thing that people say when they try to tell people, you didn't see a Bigfoot, you just saw a bear uh, standing on its uh, hind legs. I'm I'm sure you've heard that one uh, a million times, right, Tom? Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, bears do walk around, but uh, they don't, they don't uh, move quickly on two feet. And uh, clearly the, the bipedal sightings are a, a really fast, agile creature, uh, not some shambling bear that's taking four or five steps. Uh, so there's a, there's physical differences also and uh, like uh, the footprints and um, and the list goes on right. Oh, it's on and on, uh, but you know the, I guess the question is what what does it point to? And the fact that we haven't been able to sort of get the goods, as you say, uh, isn't just because it's the uh, the evidence that's being gathered is being covered up. But there's something very uh, complex, confusing, contradictory uh, going on. And I think that's what's kind of led uh, ourselves uh, to uh, assign the spirit quality to the phenomenon. Uh, it's, it's so adept and so uh, savvy as to our motivations mm-hmm. and so on that um, it, it, it certainly knows we're coming before you get there. Uh, we used to think that, well, maybe it just, it, it hears your car door slam or something like that, but it's, it knows you're coming for whatever reason. And so um, it, it does have a sensitivity, which is, uh, I think, legitimately uh, called spiritual or, or, or something else. Mm-hmm. Paranormal, sure. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Almost sounds like a come to Jesus moment with Bigfoot. It could be. I mean, you know, right. I mean, we laugh at stuff like that, but... Um, it's catchy. But no, they, they reel you in. I mean, once once you get uh, uh, familiar with them and they're, they with you, they, they do have the ability to um, sort of lead you in a direction. And um, I guess then you have to sort of be sensitive to that and... and naturally ask yourself is this a healthy direction or is it not i i know several people who only after studying bigfoot um first of all their relationship uh with their significant other uh fell apart um Thank you. because of the interest in being so strange and and <laughs> then but then the next thing is they found someone who was just their the love of their life um, and it's almost like that rediscovery uh, of themselves and their emotional thing all, all came from uh, their interest in the phenomenon. Mm, so a little bit of a, a way to maybe influence uh, current affairs somewhat. You, you have to let it. You have to open, you know, as, as Alan, I'm sure, would agree, you have to sort of allow it 
to have an influence on you. But um, you, you do find yourself wondering, is this a healthy thing or not? And like I say, there's a lot of people uh, whose who relationship went south because of their interest in the subject. Mm. Um, but maybe that's sometimes uh, just your life path, you know? I guess so. We will continue our program. That's the voice of Tom Powell, joined by Dr. Rebecca Foster and Alan McGargle. And more Into the Paranormal coming right up. Paranormal News. Russia has launched a rescue vessel to the International Space Station to bring three crew members back home. A Soyuz spacecraft launched with supplies for two Russian cosmonauts and an American astronaut. Turbo pumps at flight speed and liftoff. A new ride back to Earth for Rubio, Prokopiev, and Patelin takes aim on the International Space Station. They've been stranded in space without a way back home since late last year when a micrometeoroid punched a hole in the vehicle and sprung a leak. Russian uh, flight controllers and the flight controllers here at Mission Control in Houston have been noticing uh, a stream of particles. The crew is set to come back home in September. The damaged spacecraft will return to Earth in late March. I'm George Henry, Paranormal News. Hundreds of Bigfoot sightings across the country. Some people devote their lives to the pursuit of the creature. And I saw this this thing turn around, looked at me, and it was it was big. A Virginia man claims he spotted Bigfoot, oh. and he has the video to prove it. More than 10,000 reported modern-day sightings of Bigfoot in the U.S., and more than one-third of them are from the Pacific Northwest. We've all had experiences that have changed our lives. I mean, literally shook the foundations of what we believe in. I could see it was upright. It just looked too big, and it was moving too smoothly in the dark. Like astral travel through space, you never know where you'll land. We can guarantee it will be into the paranormal. The film Spiritual Bigfoot stars these three voices that you're hearing tonight. Alan McGargle, along with Tom Powell and Dr. Rebecca Foster. Alan, tell us about the uh, production and where we can find it. Uh, so right now, uh, Spiritual Bigfoot is streaming on uh, Amazon Prime Video. There's, I think there's a $2 rental fee on it. Um, it's been picked up by the Tubi Networks, but it's not been um, it's not live up there yet, but it should be up there soon. Uh, and there's a few other things in the works, but uh, right now, uh, Amazon is your, is your best bet. All right, fantastic. So as far as the history of... Bigfoot sightings. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the program that this goes back, you know, quite a, a few hundred years. Tom, uh, when were the first reports that 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 you know of? Uh, I think the early English botanists 
artists who came through uh, in the early 1800s, uh, Menzies and uh, Douglas and these guys, um, they were finding tracks. And Lewis and Clark had tracks in their camp that suggested they had a nocturnal visitor. Um, you know, the tendency is to assume that it's just the indigenous Americans. But, um, no, I think uh, the Sasquatch, in fact, the name Sasquatch comes from a, a British Columbian uh, uh, maybe biology teacher back in the 1800s who, uh, uh, you know, uh, phoneticized an Indian word, Sasquatch, for uh, the creature that they were familiar with. So the, the Native Americans have a long uh, history. In fact, every Native American tribe on the continent has a name for a, a large, hairy being, uh, and uh, the names are, are quite different. But uh, all over the country, uh, the Native Americans were aware of their existence. Um, but of course, you know, in the 50s, the word Bigfoot got coined uh, by a newsman for a, a paper out of uh, Eureka, California, who uh, they were tracking an individual creature whom they called Bigfoot for obvious reasons. And and then um, once that name appeared in print, it, uh, you know, uh, found favor with the public at large. Uh, but that's when I think the misrepresentations also took hold and so for decades and decades, people have been looking for this missing link style primate that, uh, you know, is some kind of human ancestor. And I mean, that's all fine and good. I, I think there may be such things, but uh, the, the creature as we understand it today, the set of creatures is, uh, is by no means our inferior. What does the panel think about whether these are the offspring of, you know, something supernatural? Well, I will add into this conversation the simple fact that they are not just simple primates. Because if you look at, if you go into the woods... Or you go into the jungle and you come across a troop of gorillas, they're going to tear you apart. So there is definitely a level of evolution and growth and understanding way beyond our abilities. So the fact of the matter is they, there is some link in there between them and us and other primates, but they're much more capable of peace and living off of the land and traveling the universe interdimensionally that just <laughs> it's crazy to think that something that you would think is so ape-like would be more intelligent than us but truly they are and i i really have to go back to what everyone what alan was saying too is i was laughing at some of it just like laughing like wow laughing because the similarities of how they absolutely affect you once you come in contact with them. And it almost reveals things that just don't matter anymore. And you're able to just 
live in a way that when you connect with them, it is such a peace and it is such a spiritual way of being that you tend to carry that with you into your world and actually find a way to integrate that piece. And some of it might be by losing things and people like Tom said that are no longer conducive to that peace seeking. And that may be why people end up divorced or breaking up or whatever else in relationships. It's a pretty amazing experience for people to have. Yeah. Alan, I'm going to assume that you have interacted with these beings intellectually. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess I've, I never really thought of it that way. Um, I don't know that I would say that. I, I think mostly what I've had so far has been more uh, an emotional connection. Like I feel strong emotions um, during these these encounters. So you don't feel um, like they're I, like this communication uh, per se back and forth. I, I think remember the, remember Alan, more, those uh, Scrabble pieces, Alan, remember the Scrabble pieces and the, and, and, and leaving the little, we, we would make little words with the letters and, and, and they would uh, rearrange them and uh, we would play, we would set up a tic-tac-toe thing in the, uh, in the dirt outside the, that garage, and and uh, we would come back, and the pieces would be moved. <laughs> yeah, that was that was at the Owl Moon Lab with Tobe Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I, I've 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 seen it, but um, I don't feel like um, that's necessarily happened to me. But I think um, some people that I met along the way, including Dr. Foster, have indicated that I think that's that's the direction that that I'm heading. I'm just uh, you know I'm sort of baby stepping it, and a lot of that is because. I need to because this is this is all crazy to me, you know. Um, it, it's the acceptance part is still difficult to to really get behind it all. So it's been a, a slow process, but you know, maybe maybe that's where it's heading. I can, I would add I to that too. Read, go, go ahead, ahead Rebecca. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I just read some, uh, somebody who asked an Indian about wh- what is with these hairy people, and and that Indian said. Well, they're just another tribe. Um, we used to trade with them, but about the time that the white settlers showed up, they retreated into the woods, never to be seen again. But but they mm-hmm. are a tribe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, go ahead, Rebecca. I can. Yep. I I to add to the actual conversation about the intellectual properties. The first time that I ever communicated with them, I was telling you before, it was through someone else. And they were able to, because I remote view things, they were able to walk me through the location that their first interactions had happened with them. And then after I'd left there on several occasions and being in Ohio, they'll, they will show back up and ask, when are you coming back? And we'll just have conversations like, I don't know, it's 15 hours away. It's a long drive. You have to be patient. And so they've gone on to say all they've informed me about all of these things about how they function. They do not interbreed. They travel to make sure that they are not breeding within the same genetic code. They don't want to do that. They they're pretty amazing creatures. 
Well, I'll let you talk. This is, this is the most amazing thing. Some friends of mine live in Southern Illinois. And when I first met these guys, Tom and Bill, their Squatch, who's named Gunther, came through. And he's a very about 12 foot tall white Squatch. And I said, wow, you've got a Squatch on you because they wrap around. And so we became close friends because of this. I was doing my dishes last year, and all of a sudden, Gunther shows up and says, where's Tom? And I said, this is the conversation. Where's Tom? I don't know where Tom is. What do you, I haven't talked to Tom. <laughs> I'll find out where Tom is. So I got on to Messenger, and I said, Tom, where are you? What's going on? He said, oh, my gosh, I am in the hospital. I had a heart attack. I said, Gunther just came to me freaking out because he hasn't seen you at home. So this is the kind of connection they have with people. It is a full-blown ability to converse with us. They know how to speak with us. And if that's English or just a simple universal language, I'm not sure. But they know what's going on. They know if we're coming. If I for instance, Alan, if you laid down tonight and you said, I'm coming to that tree, I'm coming to that place, I'm going to be there this weekend, look for me, they will be aware that you're coming. They know you're coming. They'll prepare for it. Pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, and in, in Spiritual Bigfoot, um, you know, that's what uh, Dr. Foster did for me. She She connected with them. Um, to provide more information on one of the encounters that I have. So you can actually see that uh, in the film. So, so, you, cool. so you you found uh, some answers out then for Alan about his prior experience. Yeah, and what's so odd is when I'm channeling or when I'm remotely viewing, I am turning off my brain, my thought process is thrown out the window because I am essentially allowing other things to speak to me. I, and I'm, a, I'm just the middle person. So I'm accepting that message and passing it on. So when I sat and watched that back, I looked at it and I went, gosh, I don't barely remember this conversation of remotely viewing what he had seen that pertained to his squatch. It was pretty amazing for me. So I, it was like watching a whole new, it was wonderful. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, we're quickly going to get to that point where we're going to have to get final comments from all of you because we're going to be heading into our last break. Um, so let's start with, uh, with Alan, uh, with Alan and uh, it doesn't have to be your closing comment, uh, but, but talk about, you know, spiritual Bigfoot and uh, what, what message you really want people to uh, get from that. Uh, I just really want people to understand that um, uh, if you're out there and you've had experiences that you can't explain, um, you're not alone. Um, there's there's other people going through this. I'm attempting to get some answers. I'm trying to do it in my own way, in a way that um, hopefully uh, a larger audience can ingest because uh, I just sort of want to I want to share this with the world, but I do realize that uh, maybe the world's not quite ready for it all either. So I'm trying to be careful uh, along the way. So I think that's really what I'm trying to do. Where should uh, people best report uh, their Bigfoot encounters? 
Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think the, the BFRO is probably still the best uh, database. Um, paranormal encounters and, and other things like that will, will probably not be published uh, for the public, but um, might still get reviewed. So if you introduce a supernatural element into your report, it's less likely to be taken seriously? That, that seems to be the case. That's hmm. been um, some of my experience I've seen. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. All right. We know that there is similarly, uh, seemingly a connection between, you know, Bigfoot and and UFOs. And we've even heard about some other paranormal entities that have been associated with some of this phenomenon. It's a very interesting one. We'll continue our conversation right after this. Into the Paranormal. Into the pair of normal across the USA, wrapping up uh, for the evening, our conversation with Alan McGargle and with Tom Powell and with Rebecca Foster. Uh, it's the first time they've they've ever been together on the radio, and uh, so I'm honored to, to to have them here first on the program. You know, we're we're a trendsetter. We're certainly a leader, uh, not a follower. And it's because of uh, wonderful people like like them that, you know, make it all possible. I just try to ask some relevant questions uh, to get us to the finish line, sort of speak. So it is final comment time. And uh, ladies first, go ahead, Dr. Foster. Well, first off, thank you very much for bringing this all together. I think it's informative and it's just wonderful to have that affirmation from other people with experience in Bigfoot. Also, just to open people's minds as far as the possibility that really, if I'll just give the beginners out there a little hint on the spiritual aspect. Do the same thing when you're daydreaming and you are thinking about people that you know or that you love or you're going through something and all of a sudden you're able to daydream about yourself flying. Once you turn off that subconscious switch that you can't fly and anything is possible, start envisioning yourself walking through the woods and meeting Bigfoot. Put that out there to the universe, to Bigfoot, that this is something that you're interested in doing. And because of doing that, it's like a childlike faith. You may open a doorway that that will allow a form of communication. And that may be the beginning of your new steps in that direction. I think it's pretty easy way for everyone to just try. Go ahead, doctor. Or go ahead. I almost called you Doctor Powell. I, I don't think you mind, uh, but Tom, go ahead. It's been uh, it's been awesome having your insight. Uh, if you don't have that doctor's credential, you should, in my mind. No, I don't. My wife does, but I don't. <laughs> um, when I started following the Bigfoot thing, paranormal was a dirty word. In fact, um, what I found in my years with the BFRO, they're a respectable organization and they do a great job but they do have filters and I was mining their trash. In other words, I took the stuff that they all threw away and I said, wait a minute, there's a statistical, uh, you know, similarity to these, these things that, that needs to be investigated. But, but when they fell into that unscientific kind of category of paranormal, they got thrown away. Th- that has changed. And so, um, you know, now you can do a show and, probably call yourself paranormal and uh, but you but you could not a short time ago 
but thank you, Jeremy, for putting three of us together who were kind of like-minded. I mean, you know, that, that might be too much mutual support for some, but it enabled us to get into the, 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 uh, esoteric aspects of the subject, which mm-hmm. uh, you, you could not do if you're, you're just having to argue for the existence of a creature, and, and that just prevents you from getting into the uh, uh, more esoteric aspects of the phenomenon, which you have done a great job of doing tonight. I appreciate that. And Alan, you get the final word. All right. Uh, so for me, you know, I started out looking for uh, an ape, the great uh, North American primate, and uh, that's really what I wanted it to be. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily want it to go in this direction, but I, I was always open-minded and I always told people that if I'm out in the woods one day and a UFO drops off a Bigfoot in front of me, then that's what it is, and that's where we go from. So, uh, you know, being open-minded is has been key to this whole thing. Um, I'm here to tell you, believe, um, don't be afraid. And it's okay to have experiences you can't explain um, because lots of people are. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And again, where do we find the uh, it streaming? Where will we find it streaming? Uh, currently, Spiritual Bigfoot, A Personal Journey uh, is on Amazon Prime Video, uh, and it should be released on Tubi shortly. All right. Fantastic. Uh, thanks to all of you. Really appreciate uh, you coming on the, the show tonight. Thank you very thanks much. So much. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, And friends, we will do it once again tomorrow night, same time, same place. So I encourage you to join us right back here at that point in time. And thanks to our ever-growing audience across the USA for helping us expand this into the parabnormal footprint from one side of the coast to the other. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, I am Jeremy Scott. Good evening and God bless. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.